and welcome back to another episode of Weekend Wagers. We're here today talking week 15 in the NFL. Lots to sort through this week. The injury reports in all these games is quite the lengthy read. We're here to try to help you guys sort through this mess that is the week 15 card. No one else to do it with other than Mr. Brendan Deeg. How are we, Brendan? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A little jealous. You're going to Glory Suns tomorrow night, aren't you? I am. I am. Oh, Look, mama. Looking forward to it. Down man. by the river. Have I, you weren't there for Canadian Open, right? When No. No, you I weren't was, there at that concert. I was the night before. Yeah, you saw Florida Georgia Line, right? No, I was Flow Rider. Flow Rider, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think that was different. Or is that different? I think years? it was different years, yeah. I think it was. No, I think that was the right year. It was. Or no, wait. Maroon Florida 5 Georgia, was, yeah, Florida yeah, Georgia Line. Right. It was Maroon 5. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, Chorus is awesome live, by the way. You're going to have know, a blast. I'm really pumped. Really pumped. Kingston? No, uh, Rama. Rama. Maybe, oh. Maybe hit the Chino we'll Okay, we'll cool. See. That's awesome. Um, have you done Christmas shopping yet? I have done 80% of it. 80%? Good work. I went, was it last Friday? Two Fridays ago? Last Friday, I think. I got every base. I've got two more people basically to get gifts for. Oh, Crush sure. most of it. Of I am actually year. the biggest loser when it comes to Christmas shopping, dude. Like I walked around the mall for an hour and I didn't have one gift. Just like, hoping just, something pops. I'm up. walking around just like <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. Um, I think this story will entertain the listeners. I told you this at the uh, out for dinner last weekend, but I was about midway through the sh- my Christmas shopping, and you know Pickering Town Center has like the mall Santa. Like you can go take pictures of Santa and there was in line, there was like one couple with their baby. So I'm like, you know what? Like I'm bored. I want to take a break with Christmas shopping. I'm going to go take a picture of Santa. I think it would be funny. So I get in the line and right when I get in the line, like two other couples with strollers walk behind me. So I'm like sandwiched between like three, families. three families with babies, which what that's the purpose of taking a picture with Santa <laughs> is with your baby. And like I already knew in my head, I'm kind of already going like, this is weird. Like, what am I doing? And then I turn around and there's a group of about, I think it was five, four or five t- teenagers. It must have been 14 or 15 years old. Boldly pointing and laughing at me, <laughs> being lied, like not even trying to hide it, like bold, like finger pointing oh. at me, laughing. And I know in their mind, they're just going, look at this fucking idiot taking a picture with Santa Claus. And it, it was mo- probably the most demoralizing feeling I've ever had in my life. I a group of teenagers laughing them. at you sucks, man. I it's, do not blame them because that is <laughs> that is a tough look for you. And man. I got out of that line so fast once, once I saw them laughing at me. I skedaddled out of there quick, but um, I've still been thinking about that moment. That, that will stick tough, with me for life. Like, tough luck. The look of that little five foot three dude with the backwards hat pointing and laughing at me will be drilled in my brain forever. It was bad. That's but, a tough look. Uh, it was bad. And uh, yeah, but I didn't get a picture of Santa. My goal was to like take a picture of Santa and go, Santa told me Shohei Otani's coming to Toronto. Oh. That was in my brain. <laughs> That's uh, the reason so was he that didn't day. come. It was, it was that It was day. the day of the Shohei. It was the, the John Morosi day, day. It was not yeah. when he signed. Yeah. It was I that. call it the Shohei day where he's, he was a Blue Jay for one day. Yeah, exactly. It was that day. and um, That day was cr- that's nonsense. Pro- that's probably why. Like I didn't ask Santa for Shohei to come. And that's the reason. So I think yeah. I might to be of blame you for Shohei not in Toronto. Um, yeah, you're that. right with this card. A lot of injuries, um, a lot of greasy quarterback matchups. Tough to handicap. Like, we're recording on Thursday night right now, and there's still tons of question marks. Yeah, there's but, a few games. We're not going to be able to deep dive as thoroughly as we normally like. But let's get into this Week 15 card. Before I do, I just got to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We love better help at the Double Doink, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around the mental health of a football fan. Some people think you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that's not the case. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid the lowest of lows. You can be matched with a licensed therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 3 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Double Doink listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Podcast. That's betterhelp.com slash double doink podcast. Alrighty, week 15. Let's dive right into it. This week we got three, three? Saturday yeah, games. Yeah, baby. I love this. I'm off on Saturday. I can't wait to just couch, mold into the couch and watch three mediocre football games. Um, actually, the middle one, I'm not the uh, Steelers Colts. I'm not interested. The first, the, the other two are not bad. 
Yeah, but, interest, um, amazingly, all six <coughs> teams playing on Saturday are over 500. Yeah. And there are it's like still a, some not great yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Year. Yeah. We're going to start off with the 1 p.m. kick. The Minnesota Vikings are going into Cincinnati, taking on the Bengals, who are three-point home favorites. Total is 40 and a half. And you look at these teams defensively, they are trending in opposite directions. The Vikings last week, after pitching a shutout, move all the way up to fifth in the EPA rankings on defense. This Bengals defense quietly... I know all the talk has been about Joe Burrow and the injury and that offensive side of the ball. This is the 26th ranked defense in EPA per play. Mm -hmm. This was the third most expensive defense coming into the season. Next season, we know that the Joe Burrow contract kicks in. Are they going to pay T. Higgins? So you're kind of you were looking at this was supposed to be the last like window for this last year of a window where this defense was supposed to be a lot better than what they are right now. Luckily for them. They get Nick Mullins coming into this one. I don't know what I'm going to see from Nick Mullins, but I don't trust this Bengals defense to bet on them. I'm passing hard on this first game. I'm coming in hot with a pick here. I'm going my silver pick is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half. Warren Z, I am fading the hell out of Nick Mullins. I don't know if people know who Nick Mullins is and what his, like he's kind of came out of nowhere. He was a guy in the league in the 2020, in the 2020 year. He started for San Francisco he had a few other starts for San Francisco in 2019, 2018, and whatnot. Um, but if people don't know who he is, he is 5-12 and 12 as a starter in 17 games with 25 turnovers. And that was with Kyle Shanahan calling plays. So that was with the best offensive coordinator that you can have. In a 2K case, uh, in 2021, the Eagles had him on their preseason practice squad. So I saw him play two preseason games with the Eagles with my eyeballs. I watched both preseason games. Nick Mullins in a two-game stretch with the Eagles in preseason went 6-15 of 15 for 31 yards, three interceptions, and two fumbles lost. Warren Z, when I tell you it was the worst quarterback stretch of games I've ever seen a quarterback play, I mean it. It was ugly, ugly watching Nick Mullins play quarterback for the Eagles. We're now we're two years later. Um, I don't really understand what's going on in Minnesota and why Nick Mullins is starting over Jaron Hall. I think Jaron Hall clearly has more juice. He played well before he got injured on that one drive. I don't really understand what Kevin O'Connell's thinking here. You said the defense of the Bengals isn't playing very well. They did play very well last week against the Colts. They shut down the Colts. The Colts offense basically had no answers at all the entire game. The Bengals rolled in that one. I think Luana Rumo can throw enough at Nick Mullins to confuse him, force a couple turnovers, and get the job done. Warren Z, quietly, Jake Browning is playing out of his mind right now. Not yeah. quietly, he is. Over the last two weeks since he stepped in at quarterback, he leads the NFL out of all quarterbacks in completion percentage and success rate since he took over the job. I, Brian Flores is going to probably cause some problems, and he's going to keep this a, a low-scoring game. I actually also like the under in this one. I'm not a big under guy, but I would take a look at the under in that game. It's only minus two and a half. The Bengals can just win by a field goal. I think the Bengals are the more talented team on both sides of the ball. Jamar Chase is healthy. He's playing. Everyone's healthy on the offensive side of the ball outside of Joe Burrow. Um, and I think the defense can cause enough problems and get uh, Nick Mullins in some trouble. I, I don't even know if Nick Mullins finishes the game. I wouldn't be shocked if we see some Jaron Hall in this yeah, one. I'm taking I, this. I do not mind fading Nick Mullins at all. Yeah. That's a good luck. Um, Brian O'Neill is out for yes, the that's Vikings. another one. Yeah, you're right. Huge, huge piece to that offense at right tackle. And so is Alexander Madison. Vikings haven't really had much of a run game this year, but still, he's their lead back. He's I think Tyler out. Chandler might be the better running back anyway. Oh, so that might, yeah, so like, that uh, might actually not uh, Ty be Chandler actually hasn't, like, analytically, Ty Chandler's numbers are gross and bad, but so are Madison's. Like, it's just, I think it's the Vikings running game. It's funny, Warren, do you remember before the year we went into this year saying they have to get a run game going to be a yeah. successful team? Because they were so bad running the football last year, and they still can't do it. Um, it's, it's kind of been one of Kevin O'Connell's kryptonites or just something he hasn't been able to figure out running that offense. But yeah, I, I, if it was like four and a half, five, six, it might've steered me away, but I love that two and a half number. Just it's win by a field goal. Three right now. You might have to wait around and see if it goes. Uh, back when I did my, it went to three in the last two hours when I prepped. Yeah. Um, so I'll take the three. I don't even care. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals minus three. All righty. Next game, four 30 on Saturday. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Indianapolis, taking on the Colts. Total is 42 and a half in this one. And these are two teams I have not been able to get a read on this season. I don't if I don't know if anybody has. These are two inconsistent teams. Difficult to watch. The Colts offense, like you mentioned, really struggled last week against the Bengals. Jonathan Taylor didn't play. He's probably out again. When you're missing your top dog, it's gonna be harder to move the ball. And 
when you're asking Gardner Minshew to do most of the heavy lifting, I think you're going to see results that you saw last week. On the other side of things, Pittsburgh's coming in off two straight losses to two win teams at home. Now they're on the road. If that, if this isn't a bounce back spot, I don't know what it is. Steelers are better as underdogs, but I still don't. I I you could I'm you won't see me betting on either of these two teams at this stage. Do you want to talk about what the TJ Watt saga last week? Do you know anything about this with the concussion that he had? It. So oh. TJ Watt, the first play of the game against it wasn't la- was it last week? Yeah, it was the, Thursday. Thursday night. So the first play of the game, um, who did the Steelers play against? Patriots. Patriots, right? That was ugly. That was a yeah. Bailey Zappy masterclass <laughs> game. How can I forget? So TJ Watt gets kneed in the face. First play of the game, leaves the game, gets uh, gets looked at by concussion doctors, comes back in the game with a tinted visor. Like he never wears a tinted visor. Concussion symptoms are light hurts your yeah. eyes, right? That's already sketchy. Then the next day he's the concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that one, but I think the Steelers got away with something there. I'm assuming the NFL, the NFL and the NFLPA are actually reviewing the protocol and what happened in Pittsburgh right now. He is healthy and playing. Um, well, not healthy, but he's out of protocol and he's going to play this week. Alex Highsmith also left that game with a concussion. The, the pass rush on the other side of the ball. He's also playing. But yeah, the TJ Watt thing all week, I was going like, I don't get how this isn't getting more recognition and, and talked about because he clearly had a concussion. Like he probably told the, the the traders going like, put up dark visor on me. Uh, my head hurts. And he goes out there and plays the rest of the game. He played 91% of the snaps in that game after leaving for a few snaps. So um, sketchy. it's sketchy. Uh, but I am with you. I'm struggling to handicap these games or these two teams all year. The, like I said, uh, at the top, the Colts only scored one offensive touchdown last week. And I don't know what the Steelers' offense looks like at all. Um, just a gross yeah. game, in my opinion, in passing. TJ Watt being healthy and playing is a big deal because the Colts are also missing their starting right tackle, Braden Smith. So that could be an area where TJ Watt takes advantage. I You won't catch me back in the Steelers after back-to-back losses against two-week teams, but I do think that is the right side. Mm-hmm. Next game on the card is the Denver Broncos going into Detroit, taking on the Lions, who are four-and-a-half-point home favorites. Total is 47.5 in this one, and I think more than any other team in the league right now, the Detroit Lions are a team I have a really nice read on. I'm backing them this week, and it's my gold pick. I faded them last week as my gold pick, but I really like them this week. Let's go. As favorites at home, 4.5. At home is a key because we know Jerry Goff and those outdoor temperatures. He doesn't like the wind. He doesn't like the cold you're in your home dome here, Jerry. You'll be comfortable behind that stalwart offensive line, who I believe is getting healthier. Um, center Glasgow is expected to be back. Or sorry, Ragnow. Frank Ragnow, yeah. Ragnow is expected to be back. There is a Glasgow. Is Glasgow the, the race He's pitcher? Who, no, Glasgow is who took over for him at center. Wait, what? A Glasgow took over for sorry, Ragnow? Glasgow. 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 Glasgow took over for Ragnow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're expected to get their center, Frank Ragnow, back, who's one of the better centers in the league. Um, Taylor Decker sh- popped up on the injury report, but he got a full practice in today, Thursday, so he should be good to go. And I just think that the Lions match up way better against the Broncos than a team like the Bears. Denver, for example, is 31st in the NFL against tight ends this year. That's why I'm also doubling down here and going Sam Laporta hey, over 47 Sam, and a half. cash for Warrens. You didn't cash for me last week. Cash for Warrens, please, and thank you. I'm going – you went his touchdown. I'm going his yards. You're going his yards. 47 okay. and a half. I think that number's way, way too low. That's a green light special for Laporta all day. And Detroit's going to be able to get this run game going. This Denver defense, although they have improved from the beginning of the year, the area they still are weak in is against the rush. They are – 24th against the rush currently that screams the Detroit Lions getting their run game going and then building off that with the play action and Detroit defensively how why I really liked the Bears last week was they really struggle against running quarterbacks this isn't Russell Wilson of 10 years ago he doesn't have his legs as much anymore so I don't think that's a big deal give me the Lions I'm gonna hold my nose when their defense is on the field but I do think this is green light special for their offense, and they they're gonna score points. They need a win here. They're yeah. going. They're oh, and I didn't even mention my favorite part of this. Uh, Dan Campbell off a loss. He is off his last six losses. He's six and zero the following week, Ooh. straight up and against the spread. There you go. So I know Dan Campbell's an intense guy. Picture after a loss, his practices are a little different. Oh, that locker room after that Bears loss, there was probably some swear words, some cussing going on, yeah. some angry Dan Campbell. Yeah, I think the Lions really need a win here. They're kind of um, 
they're sliding a little bit uh, over the last three games. I think they've lost two of their last three, right? So they really need kind of to keep ahead of things in the NFC if they want to try to get that to the three seed. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm, or they're going to get the three seed. They, the NFC South's a mess. But um, if you want to keep in, uh, keep in, uh, keep in play for that two and three seed, they're going to get a win here. So yep. and starting linebacker for the Broncos, Benito is out mm-hmm. as well. So they're thin on the linebacker position, an area that's already weak for them. I just, I really like Detroit this week. It is my gold pick. Quickly, I, I know this is kind of off topic, but Jaquan McMillan on the Broncos is turning into one of my favorite players in the NFL. Yeah, he's just a slot corner. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He plays all around the field. Every time I watch the Denver Broncos play, he's making like incredible plays. He's all over the ball. Um, I'm excited to watch him on Saturday. I, I think he's a star. Yeah, versus Monra, he runs a lot yeah. out of the slot. He's, right? he's like, I think he's starting to make only 23 years old. I've been a big Jaquan McMillan guy over the last few weeks. All righty, on to a. Much uglier game. We have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. Oh, God. Falcons are three-point home favorites. Total is 34 in this one. And looking at the weather report, they are calling for quite a bit of weather in this game. Now, it is Thursday. I got burned last week by making a bet based off the weather. And then right before kick on Sunday, all of a sudden, things were a little (laughs) bit nicer than the hurricane they were calling for. I literally spent, like... Oh, Saturday night up until kickoff, looking at Baltimore rate, Baltimore weather. Yeah, like my Google search <laughs> on my phone, on my apps was just like, what the fuck is happening in Baltimore? Is it gonna rain hard? Because like I had cup and puka and fancy. Just so it's, like I'm sick and tired of looking at weather reports. Well, there's more weather this weekend. This one, they as of right now, calling for definite rain showers and 20 mile per hour winds. So that means the ball is going to be on the ground, and if it's a if it's a ground matchup, you got to heavily favor the Falcons here. They still can run the ball, and Carolina is still dead last at defending the run. Atlanta's run defense metrics have started to slip since the Grady Jarrett injury, but if you're crowding the line of scrimmage and asking Bryce Young to beat you over the top, no, we know that's not going to happen. Not, we want to talk well, about the Jonathan Mingo disaster from last week. Uh, oh my God! So we, of course, I had Jonathan Mingo. Um, as a prop bet last week, and Bryce Young missed him. One was a walk-in touchdown. I think he missed him another time later in the game. Mingo ends up with 20 yards. He needed 36 and a half. He had nine targets. Right. Yeah, it was the right get, play. Like I, I was the right look. He had the targets. He did, uh, Everything went the way I thought it was going to be with the ball going to him, and he just couldn't catch the ball. Bryce Young went through for 137 yards last week on 36 attempts. That's nasty work. So bad. Um, it's it's getting ugly you in got, Carolina. You got Desmond Ritter versus Bryce Young in some weather here. Will there be a twenty yard pass completion? <laughs> I don't know. Air Desmond Ritter also looked awful. Last yeah. Week. Um, if I had trust in Desmond Ritter, I would be safe. On the like I here. think the Falcons. I hate to say it, but I think the Falcons minus three is the right play here. Like if you just look at the records. Kind of where the teams are. Minus three seems low. I know it's on the road in Carolina. Panthers are bad, bad. Yeah. So I, I do think. The Falcons would make sense, but if Andy Dalton was starting this game. I would like the Panthers <laughs> yeah, plus three. Bryce Young is. We're gonna have we have we have to have a serious Carolina Panthers discussion over the next couple of weeks on the podcast. Um, not today, but uh, I. Uh, That's I, a pass. I'm, NFC South is a. Pass. Yeah, I'm not touching this game. I will never bet on the Falcons for the rest of this year, and I'm not. Carolina's in the same boat. They're both in my doghouse, so pass in here. Next game on the cards got some juice for me at least. It's my Bears going on Let's and taking go. on Joe Flacco, who's a three-point home favorite. Totals thirty-eight and a half in this one. And I went to my Bears last week, broke a rule, never bet on my favorite team, but I just like them in that spot so much. This is a much much different situation taking on this Browns defense, who at home has just been lights out this whole season. I'm passing here. I don't really have a great feel. I think the spread is bang on. Browns minus three. Yeah, I'm, I was taking a look at the Bears plus three. I was kind of contemplating it throughout the week, but I, I didn't make my card. Um, I do think there, it's going to be a competitive game. I'm actually looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be one of the better games of the week. The Browns are just continue to get hammered by injuries. Uh, Agbinia Ogoronkwo is um, out long term as well uh, now. And who was the other one that went? Uh, Grant Delpit, who just signed a nice three-year, $36 million extension. He's also Torres Peck, and he's out for a while. So you have mm-hmm. two guys. Actually, I think Okorok was one with a torn peck. Delpit went yeah. on IR with a knee injury, I believe. But they're both going to be out long-term. Yeah, they, they, they got some other big names who haven't practiced yes, yeah. this week. And Ethan Pochitz, they're starting center. Uh, Juan Thornhill, starting the other starting yeah. safety. He's been really good for them this year. Yeah, so Den, Denzel Ward's also questionable. He at least got in a limited, but... 
The Browns are really banged up. Uh, Jerome Ford also popped up. Dewan Jones is now done for the year with a knee injury. He was uh, Jedrick Wills' replacement. Not Jedrick Wills. Uh, Jack Conklin's replacement at right tackle. They have and some, the other Jedrick Wills, the other left tackle. He's also out. he's also yeah. too. So I wrote an article today at the score about the Browns. It's crazy injuries. They have four starting offensive players injured on the week one, and then uh, Conklin's backup, Dewan Jones, is also out. Like they're they've been the unluckiest team with injuries this year. It's really shitty. Um, I, it's, I'm looking forward to see if Flacco can keep this up, though, as well. I, I'm, uh, I I've got eyeballs with Joe Flacco for the rest of the year. He intrigues me. He makes my brain happy watching him play football still. Yeah. So I, I'm going to be keyed into this one. On the other side for the Bears, Jaquan Brisker showed up on the injury report with a groin. He practiced on Wednesday and didn't practice on it's Thursday. Never a good sign. Never a good sign. So keep your eyes open there. I think this will be a good game. Yeah. Weather, again, you got to check the weather report in this one. They're calling for some rain and wind here. So if it's a... If it's a ground game, I kind of like the Bears. Yeah, like I, I said, I was on, I was on it. If like there's I was, some weather, you take away Joe Flacco's biggest. Strength. They're playing really well right now, Wardsy. They this are. Is, they're, they're looking really, like I. I know you don't want. I think I could tell you're trying to keep your expectations a little leveled. Well, they just lose one game and the season's over. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, you gotta <laughs> rip up four If they win this one, Wardsy, I can't wait to discuss it with you on Monday. Then, then the Bears PR of them making the playoffs <laughs> will begin. It will. Next, we got an AFC South matchup. We have the Houston Texans going into Tennessee, taking on the Titans, who are three-point favorites. Total is 37.5 in this one. And Mike Vrabel, I don't know how he does it, pulls a, pulls a win off against the Dolphins as a two-touchdown underdog. I really enjoyed Monday night's games. I like I, I, And I, you know what? I take back my comment of ripping the doublehead Monday night doubleheader. I don't take it back fully, but I didn't. I hate it as much as I remembered. I hated the the time starting at the same time. It, both games were entertaining, so that helped, right? Like it was a nice mm. back and forth. I had two TVs I just going how on the screen the whole time when you're watching one. They showed you like who has the ball, what's the score. But I didn't like the, the split game. screen. I hate the split screen when they cut it in half and show both at the same time. Yeah. Like two, if you want to watch one game, tune into that one. We don't need to see it on both. Sides. Right. I get the updates and stuff, but like I hate when they had two screens. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. Um, as for this game, it's impossible to handicap right yeah. now. Have you don't seen the Texans injury Stroud. report? It is a novel. The Texans injury report's a nightmare. Um, so guys that are injured right now with Will Anderson, Blake Cashman, Nico Collins, George Fant, CJ Shroud, um, and Laramie Tunzel also. This is Wednesday's injury report I'm looking at. Do you have an update? Will Anderson has been downgraded to doubtful. That's a huge loss because the Tennessee Titans left tackle situation is also a nightmare. It could, the trenches in here for this game could be backups on backups. Mm-hmm. It's, it's lengthy injury reports on both sides of the ball and CJ Shroud being in or out, I think just... It's impossible to handicap this game without knowing that. If you're a quarterback and you don't practice Wednesday, Thursday, you're most likely not playing. That's usually the way the NFL goes. Like you're usually preparing Thursday for you're getting in like game, you're getting in game scripts, you're getting in red zone work, you're getting in what we're going to do in certain situations. And Davis Mills' neck is backwards. He neck is going to start a football game for us. I thought I saw it might be Case Keenum. No Have neck, they... is, neck is rolling. It's it's neck. He's back in our lives. He was a big, uh, mm-hmm. big discussion uh, podcast discussion for us last week. So I'm excited to see. Well, not excited, but I'm, I'm interested to see how he looks with the Bobby Slowick offense now. But mm-hmm. I actually was close to taking the Titans in this one. I was it was sort of interest intrigued me because the Titans looked really good last week. Um, I like yeah. Will Levis, man. I thought Fuck. that the Jeffrey Simmons injury was really going to hurt their run defense. It didn't. No, no. they dominated the last. Yeah, that match. was Mike He's still doubtful this week, but. They somehow they survived last week, so mm. I guess they could survive this. And three week. points isn't a lot against Neck, against no Nico Collins, no Tank Dell, no Larry Tunzel. Like the Texans have, and Will Anderson, there's so many injuries on the Texans side. But I ended up passing on it. But I might like lay lay some money once we get confirmation on all of these injuries. But this is a, this is kind of what we're talking about at the top of the show. Very tough game to handicap. Next game on the card, we have the Kansas City Chiefs going into New England, taking on the Patriots. We got the Chiefs at eight and a half point favorites. Total is 37 in this one. Do you have a play on this? I was close to taking the Patriots. This is another one that I... This is my bronze Are you doing it? I'm taking the Chiefs. Are you taking the Chiefs? Okay. I don't know why this spread has dropped. It opened at nine and a half. Money has come in on the Patriots, and for the life of me, I cannot figure out why. If Kadarius Tony lines up in the right spot and the Chiefs win last week, the spread is over 10. There's no question in my mind. Just because Kadarius Tony lined up in the wrong spot, you're getting a spread under 10 here. The New England Patriots coming off a win 
They are still, in my opinion, the second worst team in football behind only the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. are behind them. This is still a god awful offense with no playmakers. One thing I took out of the Kansas City Chiefs game last week, this defense is still legit. For two and a half quarters, three quarters, their defense dominated that game. The Bills really only had two successful drives the whole the whole game. And the key, Nick Bolton was back. We talk about it all the time on the podcast, the importance of having your stars at layers on your defense. And when Nick Bolton, he's the key piece in the middle. They have Trent McDuffie on the back end, and everybody knows Chris Jones in the trenches. So Nick Bolton being that key, key piece in the middle really completes this defense. And this defense is the best unit on this field, no question. The second best unit is the Chiefs offense. So I'm getting both both team, both team, offense and defense for the Chiefs have green lights. Patrick Mahomes cutting off two straight losses. I think this is a blowout. Don't forget how bad the Patriots are. <laughs> Give me the Chiefs minus eight and a half. That's why I kind of steered away. I'm like, am I really going to take Bailey Zappi versus am I really, really good do it against the Chiefs? I just looked at the eight and a half number. I just thought it was pretty large. Like I can see the Chiefs winning by a touchdown, maybe a backdoor potential. But you're right. And when I dug into it more, I found it. I thought this was very interesting. The Chiefs' highest three offensive success rate games of the year have came in their last three games. They're moving the ball. They're just turnovers are killing them. Tony lining up offside, like you said, like little dumb shit like that is crippling this yeah. offense. Like their offense is starting to move the ball better. We talked about it on a Monday show. We said one of my bigger takeaways from that game is the Chiefs' offense looked okay against the Bills. It was just like shooting yourself in the foot. So um, yeah. at, at, at Vermont, the beginning, heading into this exercise, I was liking that number at eight and a half, but I ended up passing on it. And I can t- completely see why I take the Chiefs. They're a much better team. They've lost three of their last four. They need to get their shit together. And this seems like a nice get right game. Real nice get right game. And Ramondre Stevenson still has not practiced for the Patriots. Zeke has a lead back two weeks in a row. You know that body's breaking down. <laughs> He actually looked all right. He looked he did he, look all right. He yeah. looks good. Man. He's not doing was, he had around. a nice back juke and he like turned up field. I was going, whoa, we got the Cowboys Zeke back. I feel bad for him. Why don't they just cut him? Let him go to Dallas. You know? Like, do you think do you think he probably wants they, that? Because they, he's their best offensive player. Yeah, they can't cut. They you're right, they probably can't cut him, but like, I don't know. This is offense has no like talent. he's just rotting in, in, in Fox, bro. Like he probably just go let him play for a playoff team. But you're right, he is he's probably the best offensive player. <laughs> it's wild. Next game we got Tommy DeVito, the hottest Cutlets. man in football. NFC player of the week going into the New Orleans, taking on the Saints, who are six point favorites. Totals 39 and a half. Uh you obviously saw DeVito's agent, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I the love the DeVito propaganda. I'm yeah, all in the, on it. The Tommy DeVito social media content, I cannot get enough of it. I know. It's I'm amazing. obsessed with it. He So they he was interviewed after the game, after they beat the Packers on Thursday night. Thanks, Green Bay, for coming through for me, by the way. Um, <laughs> they, they interviewed him, and he's going, they were telling him, like, did you see your dad kiss your agent? In the stands, you go, no, I didn't, but that's good for business. They know <laughs> yeah. what they're doing, eh? They're they're taking this run, this Lynn Sanity run that's going on here, and they're milking it. I'm yeah. all for it, man. Make this is his time to shine. This is where you're gonna make your money. Get get sponsorship deals. Get your agent in the in the mix. Get you your played. pops in the mix. The agent was on uh, was on uh, K Adams show. Like K Adams, one of the biggest shows in the world. Like I'm all for maximizing your time. Like that little that short time you got, and they're doing it well. So. Yeah, I, I'm here for it, too. Am I going to bet on it? I don't think I'm so. I'm going to bet on it, Ordsy. Let's go. It's not one of my gold silver bronze picks, but we're going cutlets over 29 and a half rushing yards in this Danny, game. Tommy DeVito is going to use his legs, is he? So cutlets had 71 rushing yards last week, um, and he actually was starting to use in the run game. He had three design runs. He didn't have many design runs before. They get two combined over his other starts. So they found something, and he broke off a huge run. He had more than 29 and a half yards on one run. And the Saints give up the second most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks in the NFL. I think they're going to be in his face. I think this is not going to be as easy as a game as we saw against the Packers. I think the Saints defense is going to be nasty. They're fighting for the playoffs live. So I think you're going to see Cutlets kind of escape the pocket. Now he has confidence that he can do it. 29 and a half is a low number. So give me Tommy DeVito, a.k.a. Cutlets, over 29 and a half rushing yards. I like that. I like that look. Um, Just injury note on the game. Chris Olave hasn't practiced yet. That would be the big name in this game to watch out for for the injury status. But Ron 
Tommy DeVito Rush Yards. It's funny because like I want, I like the name Cutlets, but I also like the name DeVito. Like DeVito's already a nickname. You can't go wrong. With yeah, that. you know what I mean. Like I, it's uh, he's a very funny player, man. I'm all for it. You know what? He looked. Oh, he looked like he belonged. Yeah, I'll give him did. credit. No, like he, he played well. He played like well. He, he, the Packers also did absolutely nothing on that final drive to pressure him. Put any like just one on one matchups like man press Joe Barry just an absolute disaster class towards the end of that game. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting to see how much longer this can go because the Giants are also not fully out of the playoff race. They're kind of in the same boat as the Bears right now. Yeah, They're both five and eight, and the and they, Giants have won three in a row. So. DeVito was the NFC player of the week. We're going to the AFC player of the week. Zach Wilson. I had the pleasure of writing that article for the score. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. When that news came out, we're going, this has this has to be written Could up. you imagine like if somebody 10 weeks ago. Imagine you saw said, that a preseason. Imagine yeah. like in August, we're going week 14 players a week are going to be Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. That's insane. The script, man. The NFL script. The NFL script has always got us buzzing. Zach Wilson is a nine and a half point dog taking on the Miami Dolphins. Total is 37 and a half. This game is down in Miami where there is a chance for showers. They are calling for some rain. And Dolphins really let me down last week against the Titans. I can't go back to them because my my biggest fear about the Dolphins came true last week, and that was their weak offensive line. They got bullied. In come the New York Jets. I don't like this matchup for that offensive line once again. Am I betting on Zach Wilson having back-to-back <laughs> good games? God, no. I'm staying away. <laughs> I'm going to take this one as my bronze pick. I'm going the New York Jets plus 9.5. I know it's crazy, but 9.5 is a big number in a divisional game, man. And the totals at 37.5, so they're not expecting a lot of points here. Right. And if you if you got a big spread and you're a low saying, total... They're that's, saying two touchdowns. Exactly, yeah. So I, I'm all bored the New York Jets plus 9.5 here. Warranty, the Dolphins have some serious injury issues going on right now. Yep. Tyree killed in practice Wednesday and Thursday. My guess is he goes. He's a he's a competitor. He, he there's been times where he doesn't practice all week and he plays. So my guess is he's going to shoot up on Sunday. But outside of that, Devon Ancient didn't practice. Liam Eikenberg didn't practice. Robert Hunt didn't practice. And Deshaun Elliott didn't practice on Thursday. All those guys are expected to miss that game. Connor Williams, also their starting center, went on season-ending IR this week. Huge So loss. they could be out four starting offensive linemen in this game against a nasty New York Jets defense. Let's remember the Jets still have a top-five defense in the NFL. And like I said, nine and a half is a big number. And look. Zach Wilson, I don't think we're going to see that again. Like, we're not going to see 300-yard Zach Wilson. We're not going to see him set. Like, he set career highs in passer rating and completion percentage last week. I don't think that's coming again this week. But the Jets have played up to the competition this year. uh, And so they've had a really hard schedule. But they have wins over the Eagles, the Bills, the Texans, the Broncos. They almost beat the Chiefs. They played them really hard. So I think, again, nine and a half is a big, big fat number. So I'm going to take the New York Jets plus nine and a half as my bronze pick. I definitely lean that side. I lean that side for sure. Sucks the Dolphins are so banged up, man. Like, they're trying to fight for a playoff spot. You have, like, half your offense or more than half your offensive line now. You have, they like, have to get this one because they have um, Baltimore upcoming after mm. this and a game week 18 against the Bills. When's so. Ravens 49ers? Is that next week? That game I've, I've had it circled or I've been looking at my schedule. I think it's next week. That's yeah. going to be a banger. That's off topic, but the Ravens, ha- yeah, the Ravens have 49ers and Miami. And they- you're right. I wanted to bring this up, actually. The Dolphins. So if they don't get this one, if the Dolphins lose one of their last four games and the Bills win out, that Week 18 game, Bills Dolphins could yeah. be for the AFC East. Yeah, I know you're nervous because you have a. I don't you have a big ticket on I'm Dolphins close AFC to East? Hitting that cash out <laughs> button. What's the What's the wager? Um, I put a hundred on it to win four hundred. That was at the beginning and of the year, right? That was at the beginning of the year. Let me check the cash out right now. Yeah, I was close to hitting it. It was at like three seventy. I don't know why I didn't hit it. Now that it's close, wow! They give you three seventy cash out at one because point because they just needed to beat the. They just needed to beat the, the uh, Titans. Titans. Yeah, and I had it, so I was like, "Oh, this is in." Now the cash out's at two ninety. Yeah, oh, so, I think you got to ride this out now, right? I have yeah, now. but it's it's interesting. Like two weeks ago, the the Dolphins had this locked up. The Bills were a mess. You had the 9-11 report about the Bills come out last week. And now there's potential that week 18, there could be a Bills-Dolphins game for the AFC East. 
Right. I kind of, as a fan, I really hope that happens. Of course, I, I want you to win your bet, but that would be the to, sickest game of all time. We never Sunday get nighter. like good teams for the division at the end. You, like, yeah. remember last year we had the Raiders. It's gonna be the NFC South on on Sunday night, week eighteen. Yeah. Whoever. What, what was the Raiders Chargers game for the? Well, that was for the wild card spot, right? Was that last yeah, year? Yeah. When but, and remember they? No, that was two years two ago. Years they ago, could yeah. have just tied and both. Yeah. Gone, yeah. And they didn't do it. <laughs> they you know for for tonight we should just watch that game. And act like it's the primetime game for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think uh, you're right. The Dolphins got to get this one. But uh, nine and a half. Come on, Zach Wilson. Take me home. Last game in the 1 p.m. window, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into Green Bay, taking on the Packers. Packers are three and a half point home favorites. Total is 41 and a half. And looking back on it, I know hindsight is 2020. Packers coming in off a big emotional Sunday night win against the Chiefs. That was kind of a letdown spot last week against the Giants. You saw it in the way they played. Do they get back up at home against Tampa here? I don't know. These are two teams I haven't gotten a good Yeah, I'm, the Packers screwed me over last week. I still trust them. Like I still think they're a much better team than Tampa Bay. That .5 worries me because I think we could see like a like a field goal win here or a Tampa Bay like backdoor cover. But I think the Packers are a better team than the Bucs. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think they have a dangerous offense. You just saw a lot of dumb young mistakes last week. The special teams is awful. They have Rick Rick Pisacci as their special teams coordinator, right? The Raiders. Mm-hmm. Well, the coach, like they had two fumbles on yeah. special teams. Keyshawn Nixon had a really rough game for them. Um, you saw some like just dumb young mistakes from that team kind of pop up against the Giants. But um, yeah, I would lean. I would lean Packers in this one. Yeah, they they're if you're liking the Packers, I think you got to wait to Sunday to check the injury report. Christian Watson still hasn't uh, practiced. Guys, absolutely made a glass. Darnell man. Savage hasn't practiced yet. Elkin Jenkins didn't practice today. So uh, AJ Dillon also popped up. Apparently, he broke his thumb on Monday. Um, he hasn't practiced yet this week. We know Aaron Jones is out. So could they be down both their backs? That, that's a steep drop off after that in the run game. So. I don't really know what I'm getting from Green Bay as of yet. Carlton Davis hasn't practiced yet on the other side. We know Tampa's incredibly banged up. Chris Godwin hasn't practiced. Um, Ryan Neal, Zach Triner, they're starting safety or starting center. Vita Vea hasn't gotten a practice. Yeah, in, the, so. the, some of the Bucks defenders, Devin White's back. Like some of them are coming back. Devin right? White got a practice yeah. in today, but Vita Vea and Carlton Davis still two yeah. big pieces there on that back end. This got lost in the shuffle last week. I want to bring this up. Um, the Bucks won. Like they came back and beat the Falcons. Baker had some nice throws down the stretch, but this kind of if they lost, this would have got more attention. Uh, and on Bijan Robinson's uh, touchdown run in the fourth quarter last week. The Bucks had nine players on the field on defense. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> nine uh, in the fourth quarter yeah. in a must-win game. Not just ten, like nine. Like, yeah. how do you have two guys missing? Um, I thought that's, <laughs> that was bizarre. I, saw, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Um, so, I think Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles, uh, it, what do you, what's your read on Tampa right now, like, as a team? Like, where I they want to like go? I don't like them. I don't trust them. I'm fading them, to be honest. I... I don't like when a team is really one-dimensional and they cannot run the ball whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe this is the game they can because the Packers' run defense is not very good. But if they can't run the ball here, I don't don't like back in one-dimensional offenses, and that's what Tampa Bay's been right now. Very, very weird team. Tampa is one of the like just an. I still think they're probably. I think they're like I would. I think they're the best team in the NFC South. They're all six and seven, yeah. though, right? And one <laughs> yeah. of these dogs. Well, except for the teams. Panthers, those three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun, fun, uh, funny race coming down the stretch. Before we get to the four. Pins. Yeah, let's let you know. But Sweat Taylor Double Link Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Sweat Taylor. Um, check out sweattaylor.com for any purchases for Christmas. Use code BDST. It's B-D-E-E-G-S-T for 25% off everything at sweattaylor.com. Big fan of their lightweight hoodies, sweatpants, joggers, you name it. Sweat Taylor has you covered. All right, Warnsy, we got. We are one. on to the 4 p.m. window. We have a NFC West matchup. The San Francisco 49ers are 12 and a half point favorites, taking on Arizona. Total is 47 and a half in this ball game, and San Francisco kind of dominated Seattle last week, but didn't cover a two touchdown spread. This is they won by 13, so they would have covered this number last week. But it's just in the NFL, it's hard to cover these twelve and a half point road favorites is wild. It's a lot. A You're asking game. a lot. And like you mentioned, San Francisco plays Baltimore soon. That game could be on their radar. Is this a look ahead spot? 
Just seeing the way that San Francisco failed to cover a big spread last week caused me to stay away from them this week. And Arizona, I'm not back. And they're coming off a bye. But what does that mean? What is Jonathan Gannon cooking Fuck, on a bye? Ravens 49ers is Christmas Day. Okay. Yeah, it's the night game. That's that next nice. week. Oh, man. What did you see him? That's going to be. That is nice. Um, Merry Christmas. Yeah. I uh, And Merry Boston Scott Day as well. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Um, yeah, I don't have anything on this game. Uh, I, I didn't even look at it. I once I saw the 12 and a half road favorite in a division game, but this is like the opposite, no. complete anti Brendan D betting game. So passing. Yeah, I'm passing as well. Not much to say. On um, there are some injury notes like Eric Armstead hasn't practiced yet. Uh, Dre Greenlaw hasn't practiced. Javon Hargrave hasn't practiced. So there is. Charverius Ward hasn't practiced. There's some pretty big names on San Francisco's defense that haven't practiced yet. Do they, with an eye ahead to next week, look at getting those guys healthy and trying to squeeze out a win against Arizona here? They might not be fully, fully invested. Next game on the card, we have the Washington Commanders going into Los Angeles, taking on the Rams, who are six and a half point favorites. Total is 50 and a half in this one. This game's going to be indoors, so L.A. won't be dealing with weather this week, but the weather didn't slow their offense down last week. Washington's defense has really struggled since trading away both their edge rushers. Shocking that that happened. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that like, wow, no way. God, you forget all the n- weird shit that went on in the NFL. Yeah, so do you think this is green light special for the Rams offense? Oh, baby, it is. I'm making this my goal pick. I'm taking Los Angeles, Los Angeles I had a minus feeling. six and a half. I'm just, I trust this Panthers passing or this Rams passing offense. Sorry, I, I think they're going to light this game up. I'm expecting a 30 plus point performance from the Rams offense. The Rams offense right now ranks eighth in DVOA, ninth in EPA per play. Last week against arguably the best defense in the NFL, Stafford threw for 294 yards and three touchdowns with zero interceptions. And this ain't the commanders ain't the Ravens. I'll tell you that right now. The commanders uh, defense is dead last in DVOA, dead last in drop back EPA per play. They've also lost four straight games. Um, The Rams are fully healthy. I I think they win this one by a touchdown easily. I I think we're looking at like a 34, 20 game, something like that. I think the commanders are going to put up points. So I also think the over is, is in play for this one as well. But I love the Rams in this spot. I think they roll. I, I, I think they're just a good football team. Like, I think they're one of the better top 12, top 13 teams in the league. And I think the commanders are a bottom four, bottom five team. Uh, I like that six and a half number. I think it's a little lower than I actually think it should be. I think it should probably be seven and a half, eight, in my opinion. So I like that six and a half hook. Yeah, Brian Um, Robinson hasn't practiced for Washington. I definitely lean that way. It was close to making my card. Washington coming off a bye scared me a little bit. But mm -hmm. now I'm thinking. Saying it out loud, what is Ron Rivera? Yeah, there's nothing going on. He's already looked at vacation homes. This is a team that can't wait to get to Kinko. I would take Sean McVay on one day turnaround over Ron Rivera with 14 days. There was a a report that, like, they already all know they're getting fired. Like, the Rarens at peace with it. Like, they know. Like, they're they're just, they're counting (laughs) on the days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also have my touchdown bet in this game. I'm going Cooper Cup plus 120. Commanders have given up the second most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this season. This stat blew my mind. On vertical routes this season, the commanders have given up the most touchdowns by eight. No, eight touchdowns more than a second place team on vertical routes. I think you're going to see Cooper Cup in the slot, get deep on a route. Nice little touchdown there. If Tutu Atwell was healthy, that's where I was going to go, but he's not going to play in this game. So I'm going with Cooper Cup. I also like Puka Nakua on a touchdown. I think you're going to see a nice passing game effort. From the Rams offense, so and I'm your fantasy team. And my fantasy, that. yeah, I'm all over. I would love this matchup for for the Rams. So my uh, my fantasy team also gonna like it. So that's mm-hmm. it. Cooper Cup plus one twenty. It's a nice number for Cooper Cup too. Sure is. Next game on the card is arguably the game of the week. We have the Dallas Cowboys going into Buffalo to take on Bills Mafia. Josh Allen and the boys are one and a half point favorites. Total is fifty and a half in this one and. I think this is going to be a battle of who can, what defense can get a stop here. I think that both offenses have good looking matchups. Quietly, if you look at Dallas, since they got their butt whooped to San Francisco, yes, they have been lights out. They are now number one in the NFL in points per game. They have not played a top 20 defense in that stretch since San Francisco. Shocking that the Eagles are not in the top 20, but they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Not <laughs> even close straight yeah, now, man. And the, the two games versus the Eagles in that sample size. Buffalo, they rank inside the top 20 right now, but their defense, I think that also they're due to due to a really easy schedule. They're 
their defensive numbers are inflated. If you remember the only good offense the Bills have played, that was against the, that was the Eagles as well, but that was a heavily weather adjusted game. That's why the Bills defense didn't get torched even though near the end of the game Philly finally started getting whatever they wanted. I don't really trust this Bills defense, but I think you're crazy to bet against Josh Allen right now. He's mm-hmm. playing like a superhuman. I'm staying away. I'm taking Josh Allen again as my touchdown. He cra- he cashed for me last week. You're going back to the well? He was plus 180 last week. He's plus 130 this week. So even though the odds have dropped, I, I really like Josh Allen being their most physical runner in the red zone. And Jonathan Hankins is out for Dallas. That's a really big loss for that run defense. I think you could see a p- tush-push type scenario for Josh Allen. And the Cowboys are down their biggest defensive lineman give me josh allen plus 130 yeah i i uh i love that as well i think josh allen's gonna be using the red zone for the next four games they have to it's all in the line here use your big body to get in there um the cowboys are just on an absolute run right now they've scored uh 30 plus points in each of their last five games you said first in points per game dak prescott is first in success rate first in epa per play we talked about on monday's episode how good he's playing since that 49ers game so um tough one to handicap gonna be rooting for the bills Gonna probably take them on the money line just for the vibes. Um, when it comes, I can't wait for this football game. I can't. This wait is the either. sickest game. This has game of the year potential written all over it. In Buffalo, both these teams are hot right now, playing good football. Um, I think it's likely, basically a coin flip. Likely rain and fifteen miles per hour winds. So there could be some Buffalo's. Weather. That's a. This is in Buffalo. It is. That's yeah. what I mean about. Let's see this Cowboys offense outside. They're not at home in Jerry's world. Nice, comfortable, comfortable track. Could be outside in Bills Mafia. Let's see how Dak handles the that. The Cowboys, okay, they're they're playing well. They have like they're ten and three. They're like I said, thirty plus points at five straight games is insane. They have played such a joke of a schedule this year joke compared to the schedule. Eagles. Mm-hmm. There's well, a now's their gauntlet is starting. Yeah, this. so this is we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about the Dallas Cowboys over the next few weeks, and it starts in Buffalo. Next game on the card is the Sunday Nighter. We have the Baltimore Ravens going into Jacksonville. Jaguars are three and a half point dogs. Total is 42 and a half in this one. And I have one pick left. It's in this game. It's my silver pick. And I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens minus three and a half. This, as much as I love the Ravens, I still do have them in that top tier elite team. This is more of a fade of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are not in a good spot right now. Their defense on the season is 13th in EPA per play. It is trending in the wrong direction. They were a top eight unit most of the year. Over the last month, they have really started to fall. And the main reason is due to all their injuries on defense. Tyson Campbell still hasn't practiced yet. He's their best cover corner. Um, Sorry, I'm seeing he actually got a limited in today. So check his status, Tyson Campbell. Um, Safety, Andre Sisco also popped up on the injury report. So those are two guys in the back end of that secondary, which are banged up. Even if they play, they're not going to be 100%. And Baltimore, this passing offense has really been able to go. They're they're doing really well offensively without Mark Andrews. It hasn't caused this passing game to slow down. I think it's green light special for this offense. And on the other side of the ball, this Jacksonville offensive line is in shambles. You got the, the team with the most sacks in the NFL, Baltimore, coming in against a quarterback playing on a what percent ankle? I don't know. He looked healthy last week. But yeah, he moved around fine. But there's no way Trevor Lawrence and that ankle are 100% and you're playing this vaunted Baltimore defense. There's going to be weather in this game. I just trust Baltimore's ground game way more than Jacksonville. I think they win this game by more than three and a half. Yeah, I would lean Baltimore in this game as well. Baltimore's got the second-ranked DVOA defense. I know they gave up 410 yards last week to the Rams, but like I talked about it already, the Rams have a really elite passing attack, and the 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 Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars just don't. I'm worried about them without Christian Kirk. I, I think yeah, it really it's been takes a away huge loss. Yeah, I think it really takes away from like Zay Jones had 14 targets last week. He had five catches for 39 yards. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was nine of 28 targeting Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones last week. Like those guys couldn't do anything. I know Cleveland's defense is good. And all, but it's not that, that can't happen. And another thing is too, like you brought up the the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars injury, like on the left tackle, like Blake Hance got absolutely devoured last week by uh, by Miles Garrett. Warnsy, he had a zero pass block rate on PFF, zero. 
That's so hard. Zero. He gave up nine pressures to Miles Garrett alone. That's bad. He had one of the worst games by an offensive lineman in a very long. I've never seen a zero grade on PFF before. When yeah. I was looking up to him, going, "What the fuck?" Um, and Baltimore's offense totaled 449 yards last week against the Rams, and Lamar Jackson came clutch. Like I really do think the Ravens are a top three team in the NFL, and they're legit. So I, I, uh, I think these are two teams going opposite directions. I, I'm worried about yep. the Jaguars. I, uh, I really like this pick. It's my silver locking in the Ravens. All right, let's do it, man. Monday nighter, Philadelphia Eagles are three and a half point favorites taking on the Seahawks. Total is 47 and a half. Do you have any picks left? No. So, you know what? It was yeah. funny. Like on Monday, like I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the Eagles on weekend wagers as my goal pick just for vibes. See what happens. Like, and then uh, I was going, I can't do that. Yeah, um, it's more I, than a field goal. Yeah, right? the the three and a half uh, spread is is that extra point. Uh, that half point scared me. Um, also, like the Geno Smith practicing, so he's gonna play in this game. Um, like he practiced limited Wednesday, full time Thursday, so that's a sign he's gonna play. Um, and the Seahawks have really good pass offense when he's clicking. And Tyler Lockett's healthy, DK Metcalf's healthy, healthy JSN healthy. Like they're gonna move those guys around. I think they're gonna confuse Eagles defense. Eagles defense has not been good. At all. On the other side, though, I do think we're gonna we're gonna get a get right game from the Eagles offense. The Seahawks are twenty six in DVOA, just a disappointing unit this year. I thought they really had a chance to be a top fifteen defense. It's not happening at all. Um, I really think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense score a lot of points, but I also think the Seahawks put up some points. So right now, I think the total oh, is at forty nine and a half right now, forty seven and a half in Seattle. I like the over. Um, I would have loved the over if they weren't calling for rain. Right nah, now. I'm not doing the weather report shit anymore, man. It's uh, until it happens. This is a Monday night. Yeah, so, we don't so know. much time. Um, we should also say for injuries, we don't know because Darius Slay, Cam Jurgens haven't practiced, but it's Thursday for a Monday there, night. There's, there's Slay and Jurgens are going to play um, yeah. from all reports. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I like the Eagles. I think they win. How they win, I don't know. And another Eagles primetime game. I can't wait for it to be over because I can't do Eagles primetime games anymore. Get me out of this gauntlet. It's literally the the I'm literally the uh, Affleck. Who is the actor? Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck meme where he's smoking a cigarette, looking stressed outside. Like, yeah, That's literally me. I've had enough. I can't do the primetime games anymore. Actually, we get another one next week because they're on Christmas Day. I completely yeah. forgot about that. But they play the Giants on Christmas, so. Um, I really need an Eagles win for my sanity here. If they lose this one, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this team going forward, but I, I'm confident they can get it done and they bounce back. So get, uh, I like the Eagles minus three and a half, but it didn't make my card. Right on. That is your week 15 card. Let's do a quick recap here. Yeah, next week, we should get our point system set up because yeah. we, we haven't done a point update it's in a while. Getting close. My apologies for last week. 0-4 with a push. Just an ugly, ugly week. My worst week of the year last week. Um, so we're hoping for a nice bounce back spot. It was frustrating, guys. I, I, I know. I'm sorry if you tailed, but we're back this week. We're back. We're back. My gold pick is Lions minus four and a half. Silver is Ravens minus three and a half. My bronze is Chiefs minus eight and a half. I'm going with the favorites this week in a week of a lot of uncertainty. I'm trying to take teams that I consider top tier teams. My prop is Sam Laporta over 47 and a half receiving yards. And my touchdown is Josh Allen at plus 130. My picks this week are gold, LA Rams minus six and a half, silver pick, Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half, bronze pick, New York Jets plus nine and a half. Touchdown bet is Cooper Cup plus 120. Prop bet is Tommy DeVito, aka Cutlets over. 29 and a half rushing yards. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, good luck. Have a good Sunday.